0: We now begin Maseches Kedushin, and this is the general introduction. The topic of Maseches Kedushin is Jewish marriage, and in truth, Jewish marriage occurs in two distinct stages. The first stage is essentially legal marriage; that's the Kedushin, also known as the Erisin, and the second stage is Nesuin, functional marriage. Okay, the word Kedushin is a rabbinic term. In the verse themselves, uh, when it refers to a woman who has been miskadeshes, undergone this first stage of legal marriage and becoming a married woman. Um, it refers to her as an aras. So the Torah's word would be something like erasin from, for this stage of marriage. Um, but the rabbit's called it kadushin and the word kadushin means quite literally something like sanctification. And the idea is that already um, once woman becomes miskadeshes, um, so she is now sanctified and that means specifically that she is um, designated specifically to one person um, to be uh, married to him, to the exclusion of everybody else, meaning now she's a married woman. If someone else would sleep with her, they would be liable um, for adultery and all the consequences thereof. Um, and although already by stage one, caducian she already is a fully married woman um, that's only legally married, they aren't living together as a husband and wife, and therefore certain other, like, I'll call them, like, financial considerations, um, like who inherits her and so on, don't kick in until she becomes his functional wife by transitioning from living in her parents' home, meaning in her father's domain, Rishus, into her her husband's home, her husband's domain, Rishus. So the idea is that in the time of the Mishnah, uh, and, and before in the Chumash for sure, and in the time of the Tanakh, so... Um, the assumption was that a woman would live um, in some man's household. Today, the world is a different place, but that's the conception, that's the imagination, what's happening over here. The assumption is she's going to be either normally living with her parents and then transitioning to her husband. And that transition happened when she was quite young. And the difference in time between the stage one, when she becomes Miss Kadeshes, and when she becomes a Nasua and moves in with her husband is, is quite a long period of time. Something like a year in the time of the Mishnah. So the point is... At a age at a young age, some like say around 12 years old, give or take, she would become um, Ms Kodeshess, legally married to a man. She would continue to live inside the home of her father until like a year later, when she would move over from her father's home into her husband's home. Um, now nowadays we don't do that nowadays we do the, the Kaducian and the Nisuan, you know kind of back to back and the on the same, all in the same, same uh, day the span of hours in any case um our mishnah is going to really focus on the mechanics of how that works so to understand what's happening here the gist of it is that kedushin um is the is a kenyan in fact the first mishnah of the mesech talks about the kenyanim aisha nickness meaning a transaction that happens regarding her her being a wife so We'll explain more about the mechanics of the, that that uh, that kenyan later on when uh, we get to the misact in, in earnest. But I understand in principle what's happening here is that a woman has the right to marry whomever she wants, um, but only to one person. She'll only be married to one man. So uh, the transfer of the rights from her own rights to being someone else's, you know, exclusively someone else's rights of marriage um, are effected through a mice some kind of action which effects a transaction. And therefore uh, much of the Musahta, at least the beginning peric, the first peric, will deal with um kinyanim in general, what effects various, you know, transactions, legal transactions to change status or transfer of rights for various types types of things. Okay? Um, as far as the ishus, the marriage rights are concerned, understand that the kinyan that's happening, it's not that the husband is acquiring the wife as a as a her person, like you would acquire like a slave or even some kind of financial rights on her. Can your mom notice? you're not owning her. Um, but the woman has certain rights um, regarding to whom she can be married and she can allocate them to whoever she chooses. So it's something like this. Uh, you know, if I have a home and I want to rent it out to someone for the weekend so I can I can rent it out, and um, I can even put in stipulations. I say, I'll rent it out to you on condition that, you know, no pets and no parties for the weekend. So then... Um if you if we do the deal and you make it a binding transaction, right? So then doing some kind of mysokinen nice that affords you the rights. So now the house is always mine, but you have rights to be there for the weekend. Um there are limited rights, right? Those they're not you don't you can't sell the house or burn it down. You can't even bring pets or have parties. Um but you can um stay there for the weekend and if I try coming you can say, No, this is I've I've got the rights to use this apartment or house, whatever it is. So the same kind of thing, a woman has um, certain rights um, regarding her marriage rights, and she can allocate them to one person, and uh, that doesn't mean he's acquiring all of her, or her person, or her financial, or something like that, but he's acquiring those rights, the rights to be her husband, okay? Um, To make her his wife. And that is effected by Kedushin. Now, um, according to the Rambam, the act of Kedushin of first, you know, acquiring those rights and effecting and sanctifying this relationship, and um, through through that act of uh, kedushin is a mitzvah all to itself, one of the six hundred mitzvahs in the Torah. And uh, so, prior to a husband, just you know, brings um, a man prior to him bring some wife into the house and living with her as his wife, he's first to sanctify that relationship um, through uh, a mitzvah kedushin, and hence the term kedushin, um, the sanctification. Um, this is quite similar also to the notion of when one brings in let's say, an, an, an offering, he's maktish, let's say, an animal to be a, a sacrificial offering. So, as soon as a person um, consecrates the animal to be the sacrificial offering, he's maktish it, he, he consecrates it. Um, and he must actually say something like "Harezu ola, identifying it as an ola uh, and investing with that sanctification prior to offering it. But it, before it's been offered, it's only uh, designated as an offering. It's not actually... The offering yet, till obviously it's left, it's brought the Mizbeach, you know, where the blood is offered, and so on. So kind of similarly, um, a couple, so when after Kedushin, she's been designated to be his, she becomes forbidden to everybody else through Kedushin. Um, rabbinically, however, she's even still forbidden to her husband. Okay. Midorah Baran, she can't even sleep with her husband until they do the... Birkas Nisuin, the brachas, like what we call Sheva brachas, those seven blessings uh, uh, that we make under the chuppah prior to them living together. Again, this is to confer um, the proper sanctity and decorum that a marriage a marriage deserves. Okay, so that's what kedushin is. In modern Hebrew, the word eresin means engagement. Okay, don't get that confused. In the Mishnah, arisen and kadushin are synonymous, and they mean the first stage of marriage, marriage proper, fully married, um, just legally married, not functionally married. But arisen in modern Hebrew uh, means engaged, which in the Talmudic talk would be something like sheduchin, meaning that they're, you know, they promise to get married. But in the kadushin isn't just engagement, or Arison isn't just engagement in the, in the chazal, in the Mishnah. It means full blown legal marriage. She's dedicated to him and forbidden to everybody else. Um, now, what affects the second part of marriage, the nisuin, is something called chupa. So chupa, let's say for now, is them living together, with husband and wife. So meaning that she um, goes into his domain. That could be done symbolically with like the you know the, the poles and the the canopy with the tallis on top or something like that, um, or maybe the the yichur room, the private room where they seclude each other with each other because. A uh, man and woman don't have yichud seclusion unless they're married, so they're functioning as husband and wife. Their other shita is exactly what affects the um, nisuin part, but the idea is that they're living as a husband and wife and function that way, as opposed to simply just committing um, the rights to be, you know, this formally to be to be married in a legal sense. If a girl um, hasn't yet reached the age of twelve and a half, she's not a bugger, it's a full, you know legal woman she's only a katana meaning she hasn't had bar mitzvah yet she's which is the age of um, 12 years old plus she begins puberty which is defined by um her having like two pubic hairs so until then she is a katana a minor and it's her father who has the right um to to marry her off so that means if a man is going to be marrying this girl um Kiddushin, so she wouldn't accept the let's say the the ring Kesef Kedushin, that would affect that's one way to affect the, the, the Kedushin, the marriage. Um, her father would accept it, um, essentially, on her behalf, but he, he would keep it. And similarly, if, even if she's in Na'ara, even if she's within the first six months after bat mitzvah, up to 12 and a half, again, it's the father who, um, Allah will be the one who would be receiving the uh, the Kedushin on her behalf to effect this marriage. After 12 and a half years old, the only person who could receive the Kesev Kedushin, or whatever it is, is going to be the girl herself. Now, in the event that a woman, or a girl, I should say, doesn't have a father, like you know, she's a, she's essentially an orphan. So then, the rabbis authorize that her mother, or her brothers who are mitzvah, could accept uh, kedusha on her behalf because she can't do it yet because she's not a, she's still a legal minor. She's not yet bar mitzvah. Um, if they do that, actually, for her benefit, and therefore she has to agree to this marriage and only does she have to agree to it even if she does agree to it um prior to becoming bas mitzvah if she decides after all she doesn't want to be married to this person so she can do what's called meun reject him and then it's as if she never was married the whole procedure was annulled she never was married and therefore she could still marry anybody she wants she wants even a Kohen, meaning she's not a divorcee she just never was married at all that's called kadusha katana Um, and um once they are in a regular marriage once they are married so then they're married forever uh, from Kedushan already, they, to, to sever that relationship even from Kedushan, even before Nesuun, requires um, a get. A get is the only way to sever from Kedushan onwards because they're fully married. Um, or, of course, if the husband dies, so then the marriage is automatically dissolved, and then she's free to marry whoever she wants, uh, ignoring any issues of, of Yibam. Okay, so that is the the basic um, structure and, and, and premise Behind kedushin, um, a couple of other important conditions. When kedushin is effected, there must be two witnesses that observe um, this event happening. Um, though, just like by Gitin, those aren't witnesses that are there simply just to confirm that it did happen. Like adabiru, it's called, like just to ask you know to confirm the facts afterwards. No, um, they're like they're Kiyum. They actually are required to be present. Learn from verses to make the marriage a marriage. Meaning. If in private, a man gives a woman a ring and says, and she accepts that ring, and no one else sees it, they're just simply not married, no matter what. Not even like, you know, in God's eyes. Because two witnesses to be present are essential to effect this marriage. Um, like Gittin, and also like Gittin, we'll see that you could um, be M'kaddish, a woman through a shaliach; she can accept her kedushin through a shaliach, an agent. Um, and similarly... The Kiddushan could be you know, predicated on certain tenaim, on certain conditions. The same way a get could be contingent on certain conditions, um, so could uh, a Kiddushan also be contingent upon certain uh, conditions being met. Okay, so that's the basic idea of, of what we're dealing with here. And um, the first missionary really gets into the thick of it, exactly the mechanics of how does one affect Kiddushan, what is the Maistah Kiddushan. So let's get into it now. There's Hashem uh, starting with uh, Mishnah one.